Welcome to the Stop Drinking Podcast, where we help you make stopping drinking a simple, logical, and easy decision. We help you with tips, tools, and strategies to start living your best life when alcohol-free. If you want to learn more about Stop Drinking Coaching, then head over to www.soberclear.com. Celebrities, alcohol, addiction, sobriety, rehabs. Alcohol issues are prevalent with well-known celebrities across the globe. Most celebrities do choose not to talk about their alcohol issues. However, today we're going to be diving deep into 10 sober celebrities who are open about their drinking problems. We've got a great lineup for today's video. Make sure to stay tuned. And by the way, if you know anything about England, you might be shocked by number nine. I certainly was. Ben Affleck is an American actor, film director, producer, screenwriter, and philanthropist. He's won multiple awards in his career. Two Academy Awards and three Golden Globes are a few to name. He has starred in massive movies such as Batman, Justice League, The Flash, Daredevil, and many more. Affleck's drinking became a concern to him only at an age of 15, and he got sober by his mid-20s. In a 1984 interview, he stated that alcohol was dangerous for him. However, his journey didn't end there, and Affleck relapsed. I got sober uh, when I was younger, when I, uh, when I, in 2001, uh, which I now look at as a sort of a JV version of what really the problem is. I was sober for a couple of years, and then I thought, you know, I want to just drink like a normal person, and I want to have wine at dinner and so on. And, I, I, and, you know, I was able to. I was able to for about eight years. He began drinking more and more, and eventually it got to a point where he would actually pass out on a nightly basis. I to drink more and more and more, and it was really hard for me to accept that that meant I was an alcoholic. I was like, I can just go back. I was fine before. You know, I just need to take a break. I just need to slow down. I just need to, I'm okay. You know what I mean? This isn't me. He got back to treatment in 2017, relapsed, and got back to treatment again in 2018, followed by yet another relapse, which was sadly caught by the public. I really don't want my children to pay for my sins. Or to be afraid for you. Or to be afraid for me, which is one of the hard parts of being the child of an alcoholic. Do you think... What if my dad gets drunk? What if he does something stupid? What if he ends up on TMZ? Now that he is sober, Affleck says that he can understand a lot more about his anxiety and his depression. He has a new appreciation of a healthy day, so he likes things like discipline, routine, starting with the gym in the morning, followed by his work. He also now has a long-term vision and is paving his own way to make the best out of life. And guys, just before we get into our second celebrity, if you've personally stopped drinking, let us know how long that you've been sober for in the comment section. It'd be awesome to hear from you. Bradley Cooper is an American actor and filmmaker. He's won eight Academy Awards, a Tony Award, two Grammys, and even a BAFTA. He's appeared on the Forbes Celebrity 100 three times and on Time's list of the 100 most influential people in the world in 2015. Cooper's early days in the entertainment industry were full of difficulties. He's considered multiple times to quit the show business and his substance abuse have triggered thoughts of suicide. However, in 2004, he had abstained himself from alcohol, remarking that it could have destroyed his life. I was at a party and deliberately bashed my head on the concrete floor. Like, hey, look how tough I am. And I came up and blood dripped down. And then I did it again. I spent the night at hospital with a sock of ice, waiting for them to stitch me up. I was so concerned what you thought of me, how I was coming across, how I would survive the day. I always felt like an outsider. I just lived in my head. 
I realized I wasn't going to live up to my potential and that scared the hell out of me. I thought, wow, I'm actually going to ruin my life. I'm really going to ruin it. He's found quitting alcohol beautiful and unbelievable. He believes that if he wasn't sober, he would not be where he is today. Stop drinking, yeah. Very difficult? No, beautiful. Unbelievable. Better. Oh, are you kidding? I would never be sitting here with you. No way, no chance. Because? Because I wouldn't have been able to have access to myself or other people or even been able to take in other people. Uh, if I hadn't changed my life, no way. It was only after Bradley got sober when he started landing big roles in movies such as Wedding Crashers and ironically The Hangover. Getting sober not only fixed his mental health, but his skyrocketed his career in the process. Brad Pitt is also an American actor and film producer overcoming addiction with alcohol. He starred in one of my personal favorite movies, Fight Club, Ocean's 11, 12, and 13, The Big Short, and many more. He first opened up about his journey to sobriety in a 2017 interview with GQ, a year after he had split up with Angelina Jolie. He told GQ, I mean, I stopped everything except boozing when I started my family. I was boozing too much. It's just become a problem. In a CNN interview, he was also mentioned. You know, what I, what I realized was I, was I was running to things to avoid, to avoid tough feelings, painful feelings. Um, I just didn't know how to deal with them. And looking for anything I found that I, I, I use for escape, to escape um, um, those kinds of, um, uh, I guess, difficult feelings. I don't know how better to describe it. I mean, that can be anything. That can be drugs, booze, Netflix, <laughs> you know, snacks, um, anything... I don't want to be, I don't want to, at this point, to be running from anything. I want to be, I want to sit in it, I want to feel it, I want to get through the rough night. And I found um, in doing so, you just, you come out the other side with a, with a, a more profound understanding of yourself, a, a greater gratefulness for um, those in your life, um, and birds and the trees and everything else. When asked if he misses drinking alcohol, he says, I mean, we have a winery. I enjoy wine very much, but I just ran it to the ground. I had to step away for a minute. And truthfully, I could drink a Russian under the table with his own vodka. I was a professional. I was good. He adds that he doesn't want to live that way anymore. And he says that he replaced alcohol with cranberry juice and fizzy water. And jokingly said that he's got the cleanest urinary tract in all of LA. Thanks, Brad. And guys, very quickly, before we get into number four, if you want more videos on living a great life without alcohol, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Now guys, at number four on our list, we've got Steve-O, who has had one of the greatest turnarounds of recent history. Steve-O has been very public and open about his transformation and dedicates a lot of time to helping other people. For those of you who don't know Steve-O, shortly put, he is a professional jackass. Living a lifestyle like this is surely to put many people on the wrong path. Due to this, Steve-O has gotten heavily into drinking, often leading to the consumption of other substances as well. Interestingly, he never really realized that he actually had a problem with drugs or alcohol. It was a surprise intervention that got him sober and he remained sober for 11 years and counting. Well, right. They, uh, it was entirely organized by Knoxville. He showed up with, I believe, seven extra people. And it was not the type of intervention where they ask you if you're willing to accept help. They yeah. showed up to simply inform me that I was going to get help and, you know, by enacting California's 5150 law, 
they uh, were able to commit me to a psychiatric ward involuntarily. And uh, they were willing to beat me up, overpower me, and force me there. But yeah. I've never been a fighter, so they were <laughs> able to just get me in the car. The involuntary hold that they uh, were legally entitled you know, to impose on me was for three days. Mm -hmm. It's called 5150, and it's a 72-hour uh, hold. Yeah. But when I got to the hospital, I was spitting on people. I was just generally like so uh, unlovely that they changed my status to 5250, which is a two-week hold. So they had me uh, for two weeks. And um, it took about seven days for uh, you know, certain things to happen. You know, some people came in and talked about recovery and, and uh, I read some stuff. And I just like, it was time. You know, yeah. my life was a disaster. And uh, I decided about seven days in that, uh, that I, I not only wanted to go into treatment, but that I didn't want to waste my time in treatment. That, uh, right. that I want, if I was going to make the commitment to get sober, I wanted to give myself every advantage and really uh, do the things that people do to stay sober. And thankfully, I've been committed to that ever since. So. Absolutely. Steve-O does mention that at times, staying sober does come hard to him. But what helps him overcome that is helping people on a daily basis. Without recovery, without getting too uh, specific, is that it's really not uh, a self-help uh, dynamic. What it is is a dynamic of helping others. Mm. Again, the uh, you know disease of alcoholism and addiction is about selfishness and self-centeredness, and so like the the treatment of it, the you know it's helping others. And um, so, yeah, that's what, what we do. We, we, uh, we yearn to find people to help, you know, find their way in, in uh, sobriety. So anybody who's, who's struggling, us sober people love it when you reach out for help. Yeah. Jamie Lee is an American actress, author, producer, director, and activist. Her film work spans many genres, including the cult comedies Trading Places, for which she received a BAFTA for the Best Supporting Actress and A Fish Called Wanda, for which she also earned a BAFTA nomination for the Best Actress. Throughout her career, Jamie often took Vicodin along with wine to deal with stress, and with some time it had developed into an addiction, which nobody actually knew about for over 10 years. It was one night that her friend noticed what she was doing and said, You know, Jamie, I see you. I see you with your little pills. And you think you're so fabulous and so great. But the truth is you're dead. You're a dead woman. That was a first big shocking realization that someone saw it. It was after this incident and an article Jamie stumbled upon that motivated her to seek recovery. That was about 22 years ago, and she has been sober ever since. She says getting clean has been a breakthrough for her that cannot be understated. I'm breaking the cycle that has basically destroyed the lives of generations in my family, she told People. Getting sober remains my single greatest accomplishment. Bigger than my husband, bigger than both of my children, and bigger than any work, success, failure, anything. David Harbour is an American actor who gained recognition for his portrayal of Jim Hopper in the Netflix series Stranger Things. 
It was for this role that he earned the Critics' Choice Television Award in 2018. He also received Primetime Emmy Award and Golden Globe Award nominations. After struggling with alcohol at an early age, David got sober at just 24. In an interview with Sam Jones on the off-camera show, he explained that alcohol made him lose everything. He didn't have enough money and couldn't maintain any of his friendships. And I was a big failure early on with like some, I had a theater company, I had all these artistic pretensions and I basically wound up being, not being able to make any money, not, people not liking anything that I did and just being, you know, practically kicked out of my apartment, unable to support myself, unable to hold down like a waiting tables job. Uh, my friends all started to abandon me because I was very angry and, and a horrible human being to be around. Um, and then finally, like my girlfriend, who I never thought would leave me, like left me. And so I just got to this point and I was about to be kicked out of my apartment. Like my mom was helping me like on the down low, like kind of giving me money, but they were kind of getting sick of me too. I mean, you know, it was awful. It's that awful thing that you hear every alcoholic talk about. And if they don't talk about it, they're lying. Like it's, you just become an awful human being. Like you just, um, you're selfish. When quitting alcohol, David avoided his problem for a very long time. One day, when calling one of his sober friends for help, he was willing to do anything to change his life but get sober. Like, no, 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 man, I just need a new job. I, if I get a job, and he's like, why don't you get sober? And I was like, no, man, it's the jelly donuts. Like, I gotta <laughs> stop eating the jelly donuts, and then I'll be fine. However, after some time, he decided to give sobriety a try, and it has changed his life drastically. Now that he has been sober for over two decades, his life is vastly different. He's got a great career and is surrounded by people who care about him. There's that thing where it's just, you know, your life just changes, and people are nice to you finally when, like, no one's been nice to you. You've lived, lived in a world, like, like the drinking world and the kind of druggy world that I was in. Just like everybody's miserable and they're all mean to each other yeah. constantly. You're just nasty all the time. Benjamin Hammond Haggerty, also known as Macklemore, has struggled with alcohol as well. And as he says in his own words, not staying sober has been the worst part of his music career. You know, I, I realized that music and me did not work if I was under the influence. And I would always, you know, the thing that pulled me back from that was knowing that I wanted to be a musician and that if I wanted to do this, I had to get sober. So I would go like a month and be sober and make a bunch of music and then fall back off and, and vanish for you know a couple months and then go back and forth like that. And that's how I made music for the majority of you know my, my teen years, 20s, all that. If I'm using drugs and alcohol, it means that I've, I've given up on my fullest potential. Macklemore knew that to feel his absolute best and to achieve what he desired out of his life, he must get sober. Continuing down the path of alcohol and substance abuse would never bring his life to the level that he wanted to be at. After struggling with relapses, he is now on the right path and knows that this will bring him clarity and allow him to enjoy life unlike anything else. I wanted it from when I was 17, when I was 22, 23. I wanted to get clean. Like I, I knew, again, that my highest potential, that the place that I was the most spiritual, the place that I was the most rich in terms of my, my life and my livelihood and my art and creativity was when I was sober. It was other things that were pulling me down back into that place of using. I wanted that from that age, those ages. I just didn't know how to do it on my own. So if it wasn't for that rehab center, I probably wouldn't be here. Eliza Dushku is an American actress, producer, and businesswoman. 
She is best known for starring as Faith in the supernatural drama series Buffy the Vampire Slayer and its spin-off series Angel. Eliza, who started using drugs at 14, said in a speech at the Youth Summit, The thing a lot of people don't know about me is that I'm also, I'm an alcoholic and I was a, I was a drug addict for a lot of years. Um, I, you know, you hear people say like, I am that because I am that and I'm always going to be that, but the difference between um, me and an and a alcoholic or an addict that still drinks and, and does drugs is, is that I'm sober. And I don't drink and I don't do drugs anymore. Thank you. At one point, her addiction was so bad that she was banned from seeing her niece. That motivated her to get her life in order and sober up. I got sober for my family, but today I'm sober for me and I'm sober for you because drugs and alcohol are powerful, but we're more powerful, you guys. We are. Now that Eliza is sober, she has gone back to college at the age of 36, and she says that she can still connect with everybody and loves her substance-free life. Daniel Radcliffe is an English actor best known for playing Harry Potter in the Harry Potter film series during his adolescence and early adulthood. For Daniel, it was the uncertainty that came with the Harry Potter franchise ending that contributed to his alcoholism. Drinking alcohol was also his way to cope with the stress of being famous. You know, in my case, the quickest way of forgetting about the fact that you were being watched was to get very drunk. Um, and then as you get very drunk, you become aware that, oh, people are watching more now because now I'm getting very drunk. So I should probably drink more to ignore that more. Eventually, this coping mechanism turned into something much more sinister. Daniel would be drinking on the regular until blacking out. He would be showing on set many times with a bad hangover or even still drunk. I can point to many scenes where I'm just gone, dead behind the eyes, he says himself. It wasn't an easy journey for Daniel to get sober, but his friends and family were there to support him. I mean, you know, it took a few years and it took a couple of attempts, but I think I have been just unbelievably lucky with the people that I've had around me at certain times in my life. Um, and I met some really key people, some of them actors, some of them not, um, who just gave me great advice and really cared for me. And ultimately it was my own decision. Like I woke up one morning after a, after a night going like, this is probably not good. <laughs> um, and I, I don't miss it generally like now at all. Like I, I really, and I know, and that varies for some people, some people really still do and some people like don't. And when I, when I think of like, yeah, like the, the sort of chaos I used to invite into my life, um, I'm like, ah, I'm, I'm really much happier now. Daniel says that he now enjoys to be sober much more than being drunk. He now spends a lot of time on theatre and working on movies far distant from Harry Potter. Marshall Mathers, aka Eminem, is an American rapper, songwriter and record producer. He is among the best-selling music artists of all time. Worldwide sales estimated to be more than 220 million records. Eminem's journey with drugs and alcohol began at a very early age. With his mother having a Valium addiction, she would sprinkle some of it in his food when he was a kid, making him addicted. But it was during the production of 8 Mile when things started getting very serious. Due to working 16-hour days, Marshall relied on substances to enjoy what spare time he had left. Eventually, he began abusing just to feel normal. Had I got to the hospital about two hours later, I would have died. My organs were shutting down. My liver, kidneys, everything, they were going to have to put me on dialysis. They didn't think I was going to make it. My bottom was going to be death. Within a month, I had relapsed and shot right back up to the same amount of pills that I was taking. I remember just walking around my house and 
thinking every single day, like, I'm gonna fucking die. Like, I'm, I'm looking at my kids and I need to be here for this. Coming off of everything, I literally was up 24 hours a day for three weeks straight. And I mean, not sleeping, not even nodding off for a, a fucking minute. Like, I was literally just up, like, looking at the TV. I had to regain motor skills. I had to regain talking skills. I just couldn't believe that anybody could ever be naturally happy or naturally function or be just enjoying life in general without being on something. After an overdose and a relapse, Eminem began going to church meetings to get clean and eventually swapped that to an exercise program that emphasized running. Elton John was his mentor during this period and would check on him once a week. Eminem has been sober since April 20, 2008. It was after getting fully sober that Eminem began to build his career to new heights. Thanks for checking out the Stop Drinking podcast by Sober Clear. If you want to learn more about how we work with people to help them stop drinking effortlessly, then make sure to visit www.soberclear.com.